Hello, Dub Nation, and hello to everyone who just watches this show, who subscribes to this show. I am Cyrus Otzes, one of the hosts of Locked On Warriors, and I'm doing this special weekend edition because I got into a little skirflaw yesterday, got a little online scuffle that I really feel like I need to address for the simple reason that a lot of what I wrote apparently was misinterpreted, and a lot of what I wrote was not misinterpreted, but was judged not for the content, but because of the relationships and the people that are may or may not have hurt feelings as a result. I got to clarify some of this stuff. So this is Locked On Warriors, special weekend edition. Let's do this. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRoadShow. This program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. And I'm answering and addressing as many chat questions or comments as possible on today's show. A huge reason why I'm doing this today is because the news broke yesterday uh, that Stephen Curry is basically going to miss the rest of the regular season. Me, someone who my day job is not this. Okay, I'm incredibly grateful to be a host of Locked On Warriors. I'm equally grateful to be hosting the Rick Barry show uh, with Hall of Famer Rick Barry. But this is not my day job. This is not what I spend the vast majority of my time doing. The vast majority of my time is being a journalism professor. And the steps I took to get there were years of graduate school, nearly 25 years of professional experience. And my role as a journalism professor slash scholar is to be a media critic. That is what journalism professors do. The entire field of journalism as a scholarly field of research originated back in World War II when all of a sudden sociologists and psychologists suddenly realized, whoa, propaganda is a huge thing here, right? Nazi Germany, Hitler was using propaganda to convince millions of Germans that his actions were justified. And that raised alarms for a lot of academics and a lot of intellects because suddenly people, sociologists were going, how can one person influence society this much? Psychologists were going, how can somebody influence a large group of people this much, right? So that's my profession. And every once in a while, I'll go on social media and I will levy criticism if I see something that is not ethical on a journalism, journalism level. And I'm obviously going to talk Warriors about here today. But the point is, is that how I learned that Stephen Curry is going to miss the rest of the regular season was really weird. And I'll address these first real quick. So TJ Sanchez, what's up? And this is just a show. I'm going to talk to anyone who comes on here, man. I don't hide. I never hide. And that is a huge problem that I have with Bay Area media in general. There is such little transparency. It is such a clicky world. The people at the top who manage the majority of these legacy institutions sit in their ivory towers hidden from everyone else. They don't engage with everyone else. And I'm going to get to the Steph Curry injury in a moment. But if the Warriors slip to the fifth seed, look, TJ, bottom line is this. It doesn't matter at this point what their regular season ranking is. Draymond Green said it best a few weeks back. They've lost game sevens at home. They've won game sevens on the road. This is a team that is battle tested, at least from their veterans, 
I'm talking about Stephen Curry. I'm talking about Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Kevon Looney, and their head coach, Steve Kerr. They've been through the battles. The seeding is irrelevant. I would prefer that the Warriors don't play the Nuggets. I say if I had to pick a team I don't want them to play, it's that simply because they are a diminutive team. They are small, and Jokic presents a huge problem. Um, and Dylan, uh, if you're saying, man, this sucks, I hope you're referring to the Jazz game because, yeah, it does suck. Um, and, and let me say one more thing here real quick before I talk about the Stephen Curry injury and everything that went behind that and how apparently like half of the media is seen in the Bay Area hates me now. And whatever, I'll, expl- I'll at least explain my side of this before you continue to cast – your judgment because in the media world in the Bay area, at least there is a ton of judgment. A huge reason I don't go to games often is let me paint the picture of what it's like to be in a press box at most sporting events. All right. It's like this, you go into a press to, to the press box and all people are doing are looking you up and down. That's all everyone's doing to each other. And then people are in their little clicks talking smack about each other. People are looking at at each other going, I'm better than you. It's just egotistical. It, there are massive insecurities. There is pettiness. It is ugly. And I just don't feel like being a part of that scene because most of that scene is just ugly. And when it comes to journalistic integrity, it is lacking. Most of the information being published is not necessarily what is in the best interest. And it's certainly, or at least oftentimes, being cleared by the team themselves before it's actually being released. And TJ, I want to publish this as well. I do agree. I haven't even read this yet. I do agree with the Bay Area media argument. They are very much click-based and put out information a lot of the time that favors the team and puts them into a better light than giving the whole pick. That is true, but I'm not even talking about that. It's like the, the vast majority of the media professionals are just ego-driven. Like they're doing this not to actually like make the world better, which is a, a fundamental ethos of journalism. And I know sports is, is I, I mean, most news organizations call sports the toy box of the newsroom, right? Because we're reporting on sports, but you could still be ethical in doing so. And I'm going to explain my issues in just a moment here. Um, so the Stephen Curry, th- actually, before we I even go to the Stephen Curry thing, let me say one thing real quick about the Warriors and, and this game, this jazz game tonight. It's close to halftime. The last I checked, they were down by, I think, 10 or something like that. It's just an ugly game. Uh, shooting's awful. I think they were like four for 13 from, the, from three of the last time I looked. And I'll go check this game out again in a second. But Steve Kerr is not going to bench Clay Thompson. It is not going to happen. And I'll tell you why. And this is also a huge reason why I think Clay deserves a pass in terms of his play for this year. Steve Kerr was on the Chicago Bulls in 1995 when Michael Jordan decided to come out of retirement. Jordan had been out of the game for approximately a year and a half at that point. And when he came back, that team was not the same. And more importantly, and that's actually what I meant to say was Michael Jordan was not the same, even though he is easily the GOAT. He is easily, in my humble opinion, the best player in the history of the NBA, just based on the fact that he could pretty much do it all. And based on the fact that mentally he was tougher than anyone else that, again, in my opinion, has ever played this game. The six titles, zero finals losses speak for themselves. But in 1995, when he came back halfway through the season, it was more closer to two-thirds of the season, Steve Kerr was on that team. And I guarantee you Steve Kerr has a very vivid memory of that season. And he looks at Clay Thompson in a similar light in terms of greatness. And Michael Jordan would have never been benched that season. And I don't think Clay Thompson's going to get benched for a similar reason. Kerr just respects him too much 
And Kerr also saw Michael Jordan come back after being out for a year and a half and not be the same player. He did eventually get there. But Clay Thompson was out for two and a half years. And it wasn't because of whatever reasons Jordan had. Jordan was out playing baseball, having fun. Clay Thompson was hurt. So Kerr is going to have a lot more patience with Clay Thompson than I think a lot of fans want or like, but that's the reality of it. So whatever your feelings are about Clay, and I love him as a human being, he's going to be starting. I don't think he's going anywhere. That would shock me if they benched Clay. But yesterday, and I'm recording this on Saturday, April 2nd, yesterday on April 1st, uh, and I'm going to share my screen here for a second just to show you the tweet that I suddenly randomly saw. I got I to gotta put this whole thing in context so people can understand this a little more. And maybe I consider this to be self-important. I don't know. But I felt like I got a lot of hate yesterday and it did not feel warranted. So this was the tweet that came yesterday. All right. And this came from Shana Rubin. Never heard of her in my entire life. Honest to God. I saw this tweet. It was retweeted, I believe, by Damon Bruce who's coming on Locked on Warriors next week, Wednesday. And my first thought was, who is this person? And why are they, of all people, breaking this news? And first things first was the fact that this was tweeted out on April Fool's. All right? Just a few moments before this, I was laughing along with a lot of, a lot of other people at LeBron James's tweet that was an April Fool's joke saying that he's out for the remainder of the year. And on a side note, I was also put in a very bad mood because I replied to that tweet saying he should retire. That's not a personal attack. But one of the the, the Hives groupies uh, decided to make things personal with me and brings up my dead dog. And I call that jackass out, but that put me in a bad place. I don't. I try not to block people on Twitter, but that dude's blocked because you're just such a lowly piece of you-know-what that I just didn't, didn't want to deal with that. And, and that put me in a bad place. So maybe that's a part reason for why I I did what I did yesterday, which I, again, was not wrong, but it wasn't the nicest thing. But regardless, this tweet comes out from Shana Rubin, who I now know is both an A's and Warriors reporter, I guess, for the San Jose Mercury News and the Bay Area News Group. Well, she puts this tweet out. Steph Curry, out with a sprained foot, will be reevaluated again after the regular season concludes, according leaked sources. And by the way, if you had actually read this out loud, you would realize it's grammatically incorrect. That's something I teach my journalism students. First things I teach them for editing, read your stuff out loud. If it sounds like a great speech, great writing. If it doesn't, something's wrong. But Shana was in such a hurry to break this story that she didn't bother checking the tweet to make sure it's grammatically correct. And then look at the replies to this thing. All right? Like, seriously, is this a joke? You're jo joking, right? Oh, April Fool's. Uh, is this April Fool's? This is literally the single worst day they could have planned for an update because I don't know who to believe. This repl The replies go on and on. So her lack of awareness and understanding that she posted this information on April Fool's Day and then to provide any disclaimer was incredibly misleading, all right? You cannot assume that myself or anyone else knows who Shayna Rubin is when her day job not being a Warriors reporter. How do I know that? 
Well, I decided to check her out while I'm waiting for her to address this. I went to her Mercury News page. And if you go to her, her Mercury News page, and I hope you can see this now, what is her title on this page? Oakland Athletics Reporter. There is no mention on this page that she's a Golden State Warriors reporter. So I didn't know what to believe at that point. So from my perspective, I criticized this because... A, she posted on April Fool's. I don't know who this person is. There's no disclaimer. She's not replying to anyone else writing all these replies to her. I quote tweeted her, did not get any response. And I don't know what to believe at this point. And then slowly the other stories start coming in. So I criticize this tweet, A, for that. B, because it was grammatically incorrect. And put yourself in my position as someone who teaches journalism, all right? And as someone who actually believes that integrity in this field is vitally important, a huge reason I got into the media game way back as a kid. I mean, I was a nerd growing up who every morning read the newspaper, either the San Francisco Chronicle or the San Francisco Examiner, because that's what my dad brought home. And so excuse me if I take this stuff seriously. Excuse me if the founding fathers were centuries ahead of their time in recognizing just how important the press is to our free democratic society, all right? And when I'm teaching a journalism class and I'm nitpicking for every single word because that's the difference between a professional and an amateur, you might accuse me of nitpicking. That's fair. You're welcome to do that. But what I didn't like is when I'm criticizing this tweet, and I criticize it by posting tweets myself saying I'm no longer going to trust athlete, Oakland Athletics reporters for my information. A, because it took me nearly half an hour to find out whether that this was an actually sort of true story. And B, because she clearly did not take her role as a reporter as seriously as she should. I am a podcast host. When I was a reporter, and I've won I wanted a, an award for a, a, an extensive three-month investigative report on what happens to illegal immigrants when they're deported to Mexico? I went to Mexico, nearly got shot, got incredible interviews, put the time in. And the point is, I know what it takes to write objective content, to write neutral content. And you got to take your role as a reporter seriously. Me as a podcast host, I'm akin to a radio talk show host. Okay, my credibility is sound. If I say something, I, I'm positive that it's right. I do my research. I make sure it's correct before I either say it or publish it. But I'm also here to entertain. And that includes espousing opinions. That's part of my gig. I like to try and hope that they're educated opinions, but that is my role. Shana Rubin's role is a reporter. That is her title with the San Jose Mercury News. But shortly after I tweet this, and I'll take a break to see what people are writing. Uh, so, yeah, so Booz C wrote, it would be ridiculous if they bench Clay honestly doesn't make sense anyways and they're not going to so it doesn't matter um trey young writes trey welcome to the show uh what the f is wrong with people and bootsy writes again just ignore the peanut gallery thank you great advice so it is that actually is very very solid advice so i tweet this thing out which i've since deleted and i'll explain why because i did leave it up until today but then i get a reply from kareth burke of the NBC Sports Bay Area. And I'll share the tweet that she sent with me. 
she wrote to me and and, and this kind of hurt because I thought Kareth and I were close. I thought we were cool. And um, so she writes to me, quote, Shayna has been fantastic this season and her work is not one thing. And most importantly, she was correct. Um, here's the deal. She wrote that the, that Stephen Curry would be reevaluated on April 11th. I don't think that's entirely correct. And here's why. Stephen Curry is being evaluated daily. It's not like they're just sitting back and they're going to wait until nine days from now before they go, okay, Steph, come here, sit down. We're going to check you out again and let's see what's going on. No. On April 11th, they're going to announce what's going to happen with him in terms of his playoff uh, uh, projections. And newsflash, he, I'll give you a 99% certainty that Steph's going to play in game one of the playoffs. He was out of his walking boot yesterday on the practice floor. So that is not entirely straight. All right. There, that is a little misleading. And again, the, the word evaluation is so ambiguous and open-ended that, that so if you write, for example, in your tweet, the team will announce a new update on April 11th. Yeah, that would be entirely correct. But again, we're arguing semantics here. The point is, I I criticized what I thought was an irresponsible tweet, and I have nothing personal against Shayna. I don't know you. I don't. I have no idea who you are as a person. Maybe you are a great reporter, but I thought that tweet was irresponsible. A, because of the April Fool's thing. No one knew for half an hour what the heck was going on until other people started reporting and confirming to a degree. Adrian Wojnarowski was the most accurate in his reporting, along with uh, Kendra Andrews. They were accurate, and that's what I really meant by my tweet. And B, I have a philosophical, sorry, B was the grammatical error, which again, from a professional reporter, Working in an industry whose credibility has been shot for decades because of little things like this, it adds up. We Again, we live in this society that is so dependent on the information we consume from the press. And legacy media organizations like the San Jose Mercury News, like local radio stations. I'll take KNBR, my former employer of 10 years, for an example, or KGO, which at one point was a great news source. You could also throw TV, right? The local TV stations. These are legacy media organizations. They've been around for a long time. They're well-funded, but in this current landscape, they are antiquated and they most of them did not adapt. New York Times did. Kudos to you. So we need information, yet our society is questioning the very providers of information that we consume by the day. And we're in a fractured society largely because no one knows who to trust. So no, I'm sorry, but I'm not out of line when I criticize people who call themselves reporters for legacy media organizations whose trust and credibility is eroding by the day. That does not make me wrong. Now, is it not a nice thing to do? Yeah, you could accuse me of that. That's fair. But again, I am a media scholar. That is literally my day job. And when I find violations of journalistic integrity, I will call it out. Because I actually care about this world we live in, especially our country, given how dependent we are on information and the press as a greater role in that. So, Kareth Burke, I'm guessing, took offense to this for two reasons. One is her and Shayna are friends. Dieter Kurtenbach, my partner in crime on this show, came after me today publicly, which really opened the door for me responding now. He literally opened... Publicly criticized me on Twitter, deleted the tweet, 
Then we got into a text exchange back and forth. And ultimately, the criticism on me was that Shane is friendly. She's nice. I'm sorry. That is not a valid excuse for refraining from criticizing poor media content. It's just not. And so, and here, and here's the other reason I think why Kareth came after me is because NBC Bay Area is hemorrhaging money. They make a fraction of the revenue they used to. They are no longer what you would call a big media player. They have these amazing, beautiful, fancy studios that just sit there empty day in, day out because no one is spending advertising money on their station except for live sports. Kareth herself, and I'm not revealing anything here in saying this. It's very obvious just from watching the games. She was hired as a courtside reporter. She succeeded Roz. They don't have a courtside reporter anymore. Why do you think that is? When Kareth Burke's contract is up, in it, whenever it is, and I'm, I'm confident she's making great money, they're not going to offer the same money to her. Monty Poole, who I love, I don't know if they're going to offer him the same money when his contract's up. NBC Sports Bay Area is hemorrhaging money to the point where they now have Dalton Johnson, who I don't know personally, but Dalton is not a basketball guy. Yet they're assigning him as a reporter to cover the Warriors. And when I hear reporter and Warriors, in my head, I'm thinking expert. In my, in my head, I'm thinking someone who knows the game of basketball and who knows the Golden State Warriors and is going to report information to me that is valid and that is credible and that I'm going to learn something from and respect in the process. And when you have people who, like Dalton Johnson, again, no offense, bro. I, I never met you. I don't know you. This is not personal. But you are clearly a baseball guy. From my research, you play baseball. From most of your reporting until now, you were a baseball reporter. But NBC Sports Bay Area, because they have no money, is having people like Dalton Johnson cover multiple sports. Dalton Johnson sometimes sits with Karen Burke for uh, uh, whatever their podcast is, Dub Talk Live. Rest in peace, Drew Schiller who, by the way, did not come back for that same reason because they have no money. They didn't offer to him. Kareth Burke, by the way, who was on this show almost three months ago, will not come back on here, not because of this little thing. I asked her weeks ago to come back, maybe months ago. She's no longer allowed because she considers Locked On Warriors to be a competitor. So she can't even come here and have a proper discourse via interpersonal communication. Instead, she just has to take shots on me on Twitter. And that did not feel good, by the way. All right, because every post that, that Kareth posted, every post that Dieter posted attacking me, yeah, people are liking them. Because, look, I, I get it. I'm Maybe I'm not a popular guy, and that's fine. But maybe people didn't understand what my point is. That's fine. Maybe people are just accepting of a world where the information they get might not be true. And But I'm sorry, man. I'm going to hold my standards when it comes to journalistic integrity high, and I'm going to keep them high as long as I'm alive on this planet. And so that is my gripe. It was not a personal shot at, at, at Shayna. It was not. I've never met her. But she is a reporter for the San Jose Mercury News. And then Dieter Kurtenbach, by the way, will not have this discourse with me on this show because he cannot be a neutral counterpart. He does not want to discuss this on the show because apparently while he was in Scotland, people were giving him grief about my tweet. And to that, I say, why are you going to Dieter? Why don't you, why don't you grow some, have some courage and come at me if, if you, if you have an issue with it. I mean, my email address is right on my Twitter account. Is I'm not hiding at all, but they give Dieter grief because of guilt by association. He's put in, a, in an awkward position. He doesn't want to talk about this more because there is employer. I get that to a certain extent, but Dieter, if you're going to come after me on, on social media, 
I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just stay quiet anymore. Like, I, I believe in transparency. And um, so that's what happened there. And that's why I wrote what I did. And I just am not a fan of, again, just irresponsible reporting, which is what that was. And that's, in a large sense, what Bay Area media is about. There are fragile egos everywhere. I'm not saying it's not like this in other places, but I guarantee if I was in Philadelphia, New York, or Boston, this would not have happened because people are not getting into this business caring about their image as much as they are about reporting and talking about sports. And I'm all for that too. Just be accurate. Be professional when it comes to your reporting. If you have the reporter title, you got to take that seriously. What are people writing here? Um... Dylan Gonzo, 13. Hi, Trey. I'm afraid Jordan Poole is better. <laughs> he will be. Uh, another comment, bro. Poole, <laughs> look at Trey Young entering our show today. Um, Tony Smith, are you not watching the game? I'm going to go back to it. In fact, if you, if you write in the chat what the score is, I'll, I'll report it real quick, and I'm going to watch the second half. I'm not feeling great about it, though. There were look, The Warriors are not making any shots. And here's the bottom line again about the Warriors right now. All right? And I appreciate you listening to me about what happened there on social media, I felt the need to address it simply because I had people unfollowing me. I had people like just hating on me left and right behind the scenes. And some issues are too complex for Twitter to properly articulate and explain. Um, and thank you, Dylan. Yeah, I, if you're tweeting about breaking news, you should 100% make sure that you are grammatically correct. And it's look, here's the other thing. Breaking news does not carry the cachet it used to. Breaking news used to be huge when there were just newspapers or radio stations or TV stations. Now, it's not like you win a prize if you're the first person to report something. It's not like you get paid. For. I don't understand what the point is in rushing to get something out to begin with. And just so you can say first? I mean, I don't, just, that's all I'm saying. Be responsible if you're going to blast out information. That's it. Um, someone, someone messaged me with the scores of this Jazz game. And I do want to add again, look, Stephen Curry, it is official. He is out for the year, but the great news of the year ends next week, and he's going to be playing in game one. And on a bigger picture, and a, and a huge reason why I wanted to do this today is because uh, uh, CJ Holmes is coming on with me on Monday. I did not want to put him in an awkward position where I'm going off on, on Bay Area media while he's just sitting there going, what is this guy talking about? Um, so Wiggins just sort of dunked on Gobert. Apparently, that is awesome. I'm going to go check this game out in just a second. The Jazz are up 58-47. A huge reason why I decided to do this now was, A, I just wanted to get it out there. It was bugging me. B, and, and, and on a side note, if there's any reassurance for any of you when you're watching Locked on Dubs, like, I'm straight. I believe in transparency. It is a an absolute fundamental tenet of journalism. And it's certainly not a rule that people here in the Bay Area media scene follow. I would Here's what I'll tell you about, about the Bay Area sports media scene. Of all the interesting pieces of information out there, maybe 5% is reported. There is so much dirt on so many players, on so many media professionals. But I, you know, I'm not in the business of burning bridges either. But when I'm getting attacked publicly like that on Twitter, I'm going to come out here and defend myself. Um, and Bootsy also adds, I completely agree with you. Look, I'm not saying that what's being messaged to me right now represents every truth. But I do thank you for at least just understanding where I'm coming from. And this Warriors Jazz game, I mean, look, it, the regular season just does not carry weight. It just it is irrelevant right now because all this Warriors team cares about right now is getting their groove, getting their conditioning, and getting their rhythm for the playoffs. 
the one thing I'm going to criticize Kerr endlessly for is not playing Kaminga and Moody. I kid you not, it was like a month ago when Kaminga was revered. I was asking guests on this show a month ago, who would you trade Kaminga for? Would you trade Durant for Kaminga? People were saying no to me. Like if I like if I presented the hypothetical trade of Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Durant, which is ultimately what that trade resulted in, that sign of trade for D'Angelo Russell. It was almost a universal no. But now, because Kerr has just stopped playing Kaminga, it's not like he stopped playing him because of bad play. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's going to have bad moments here and there. But find me a single game where he's cost them a game. They're 23-12 and 12 when he finishes games. Moses Moody, one minute, Kerr saying he's going to be a part of the playoffs. Next minute, it's a miracle if you see him out there. That is my one fundamental gripe right now. But as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, uh, Clay Thompson is not going to sit out. And and the and the simple reason, and I'll get into this on Monday's show again as well, is is Steve Kerr sees when he sees Clay Thompson and and a, and a player of his stature coming back after two and a half years. In his mind, he's thinking Michael Jordan because he was Jordan's teammate on that '95 team, and Jordan missed a year and a half, not because of injury either. Clay missed two and a half years because of injury. So the fact that Clay's doing what he's doing right now alone is impressive, but. I also don't think, I mean, he shouldn't be starting. He should not, um, but he's not going anywhere either. Duke or UNC? Duke, baby, all the way. Coach K is going to win a title this year, but don't, don't, I'm not an expert on college basketball. Okay, I'm just, just shooting the, you know what? All right, that's it. I'm done. That was my little rant. Um, And someday soon I will, and again, I'm not going to be afraid to criticize media members again if they mess up. Just be responsible. Okay, like just, Stop degrading the press because that's what actions like that do, man. You're, you're just eroding more and more trust in the media game. And, I've, you know, I've, and I'm critical of all sorts of media entities in the Bay Area, and rightfully so, man. So, anyways, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday with CJ Holmes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. You can follow the program on Twitter at Locked on Dubs, where we got a great schedule of guests next week. Uh, uh, CJ Holmes joins me on Monday. Dieter Kurtenbach is off in Scotland. Uh, CJ Holmes joins me on Monday. Connor Letourneau on Tuesday. Damon Bruce on Wednesday. Haven't finalized the guests for Thursday yet, but Hall of Famer Rick Barry joins me on Friday. I am stoked. And I sincerely thank you for watching. I will post this on the YouTube channel and on our podcast channel momentarily if you if you came in late. But uh, let's hope the Warriors come back. I'm not counting on it, but you never know. We'll see. Thank you, everyone. Later.